John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. And this is the High Gain Podcast. Oh, the High Gain Podcast, Ed. People have been talking about this thing. Oh my God, it's blowing up. What do we talk about here, John? We talk about guitars, we talk about pedals, we talk about weather, we talk about old man ailments like the scurvy. Sure. Where are we recording from? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington. Yeah. I've been playing around in my basement, my COVID bunker. You're in your COVID bunker. I am. Right? Yes staying socially isolated from each other yes yeah you brought me a uh, guitar stand this week i did a multi guitar stand yeah i didn't have enough wall space for all my guitars so now everything is out what about that john oh that sounds so great that's my basement Ooh, beverages. Beverages. There was no words to that beverage song. Back in beverages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're a sucker for the ACDC. One of my two universal laws that I have been working on my whole life. Yeah. ACDC always rocks. Okay. And monkeys are always funny. Like when that monkey ripped that woman's face off, like some woman had a pet monkey and then her friend came over and it like chewed her face off yeah hilarious it was in uh, like long island or something and the lady's calling 911 come quick he's ripping her face off <laughs> and in the background you hear sure to me hilarious a little funny what do you got for a beverage john i have uh black coffee today ed 
Is that it? Yeah, I'm having a pretty good day with the black coffee. What about you? I have a black coffee yes. in my hashtag TGFC cup, which is thank God for coffee. Oh. And Claire made me a salted caramel oat milk latte. What do you think of that? I think that sounds really, really good. Is it? Just because we're locked inside doesn't mean we have to be savages. What are we, cavemen? Exactly. Claire's been perfecting her quarantine barista thing. Nice. Claire Peterson, my lovely daughter. She just turned 18. Happy birthday, Claire. Claire. How about that? <laughs> Beautiful. What kind of guitar is that, John? It sounds electric-y. Are you familiar with Supro? Yeah. This is a Supro Sahara. I don't know what that is. It has a single pickup. Okay. I did a little quick on the Google machine. Oh. Because we're not in the same room again. We should let the viewers know. That's right. These are great. I think when I think of a Supro, I think of this guitar. Exactly. Yeah. What exactly is the deal with Supro? Have we done one before? I don't think we have, and this is a big spaghetti mess. It's tangled up in stuff we have done. It feels very Chicago Boys to me. It is. Is it? I'm going to go back in time a little bit, Ed. Oh, God. 1927. <whistles> yeah. Oldie times. Caveman times. Yep. You remember our man Dopey, right? What's his deal? Viewers might remember that John Dopiera got himself a patent for the tricone resonator guitar deal. Yep. Eventually, Dopey got control of the national company and merged it with his own Dobro company. Right. And made the national Dobro company. Right, right, right. He moves the whole thing to Chicago, and that's where he meets up with all the Chicago boys. I was wondering about that. Why is he moving to Chicago? Turns out, in Chicago, not only were there all the guitar manufacturers, that's also where the headquarters of Montgomery Ward and Sears were. Sure. So that's why Dopey left the balmy Los Angeles beaches for chilly Chicago. It's more of a business decision there. Early century, if you're manufacturing, it makes sense to manufacture in the middle of the country instead of on one end or the other. Right. You know... Detroit, Michigan, and Chicago are just these massive hubs. And I wonder if that's the decision, because fuck Chicago. It's just cold and ugh. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so he's in Chicago, and he wants to make an electric guitar model. This is like 1932, 1933. Nobody's doing it. Okay. He gets hooked up with this guy named Arthur J. Stimson. Right. Where's Art from? Seattle, Washington. Oh my gosh. I love that place. Our man Art is widely considered the inventor of the first modern electric guitar pickup. Did you know that? Almost certainly I did not. Yeah. Modern being, you know, the magnet underneath the pole bangers, as opposed to this big horseshoe thing over the strings. Yeah. In fact, Dopey released what he called the all-electric in 1933. Okay. 
imagine a Dobro with the fancy punched out holes and stuff. Sure. The real decorative stuff. Yeah. On the all electric, the decorative elements were lightning bolts. <laughs> Fuck yes, they were. Pretty goddamn cool. You put lightning bolts on anything and it's cooler. It does make it cooler. I bet those guys in ACDC, they know about the lightning bolt, right? Well, this all-electric in 1933, Yeah. however cool it was, it was not real popular. Not many were made. It's the Depression. It's this newfangled electric thing. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, we're going to get to see how this works. But, you know, depressions, I imagine musical instruments have this huge resurgence. Right now, people are playing a lot more music. Right. I imagine when disposable income goes down, though, willingness to buy something new and unproven also goes down a lot. Right. You could get this acoustic or you can get this electric thing where you got to buy an amp and we're not really sure if it works and fuck that. I know that it was super common for people to run their radios on batteries, these big battery cells that they had to deal with out in the middle of the farm or something. So they could listen to Roosevelt or whoever. 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 Fucking FDR, oldie guy, <laughs> trying to make people happy and... Not fearing fear. Oh, yeah. Rip. Rip fitter. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. F.D.R. Rip Fitter. Yeah. <laughs> so one way to deal with that disappointing showing of the electric is to say, well, maybe we need to make something cheaper and kind of more understandable. Mm -hmm. So they start a new budget brand in 1935, and they call that budget line Supro. I did not know this. Dopey was making the Supros. Okay. They're making lap steels and mandolins and all that kind of stuff, but the most popular is a Spanish archtop six string. And I think that's easier to understand. There's no resonator thing on it. It's not funky. It looks like a regular guitar. Yep. Tell me something about this guitar you have. Is it new or old? The one I'm holding is a reissue from 2017. Okay. It's got a single pickup, a wooden adjustable bridge, and a Dobro tailpiece. Tone and volume. That's it. Got it. And we'll get more into the reissues in a moment. But first, Ed, yeah. do you want to know about our new segment? We have a new segment, John. We have a new segment. Tell me all about it. Our new segment is called Meet the Viewer. <laughs> what a great name. Yeah. In this segment, we meet one of our lovely viewers and talk to them for a couple minutes. You want to hear it? Lay it on me. We've got a viewer here, Ed. <laughs> That's great, John. The great thing with having viewers on the show. Yes. They can see that the Ed character of being an idiot, it's not really a character, you know? Viewer, would you like to identify yourself? Yeah. Hey, my name is uh, Alan Lenny, longtime viewer and a uh, big fan. Sweet. Where do you live, Alan? I live in uh, the wonderful West Seattle. Beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. This morning, my son and I did a hike up to Mount Sai and Whoa. the view of Rainier was crystal clear and it's so full of snow. Absolutely beautiful. Love it. I got to watch completely pointless construction. Yeah. A whole construction crew came. Yeah. And they cut out a big, huge section of the street. Oh. And then they left. And then a concrete truck came and they poured new concrete and then they left. Your city dollars at work. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Alan, uh, do you have a beverage with you today? Yeah, actually, I have two. I have black coffee and then I have a Breckenridge Brewery Summer Pilsner. Beer and coffee, Ed. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the perfect combo. I have only got an orange juice. Also refreshing. Just orange juice. Hmm. I've got black coffee. I've been drinking that all day long. What kind of guitars do you have, Alan Lunny? So my oldest guitar is a Gibson Sonics 180 Deluxe. Ooh. I got that when I was 16 or 17. In West Seattle? No, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Born and raised in Allentown. He was living there in Allentown, Ed. Yeah. 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 I used to have a 79 Stratocaster in uh, Antigua. Oh, Ed loves Antigua. <laughs> I had that guitar for years. I bought it brand new. That guitar just sat under my bed for many years. And then I met Dylan. Friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the podcast. He went through the Stratocaster and got it working for me. And I was like, great. I love the fact that this guitar works. I'm going to sell it because I just couldn't stand the color anymore. <laughs> oh, my guy. Did you play in any bands over there in Pennsylvania? I never did. I never had the discipline to practice, you know, the set list. So every time I play a song, I'm always flubbing something. But I have fun doing it. I do not have the patience to just sit and practice songs over and over and over again. It just kills me. <laughs> do you go down the pedal board rabbit hole at all? I like to keep it somewhat simple. Right now, I feed into a TC Electronics compressor that goes into a Fuzzstang and then into a JHS Morning Glory and then uh, Electro Harmonics Echo One and then a volume pedal and a looper. For whatever reason, I just have never bought any JHS stuff and I hear it and just like, man, why do I not have any of these pedals? They are really good. What do you do when you're not playing guitar and listening to this podcast, Alan? I work for a company down on Harbor Island. They do software design for container movements when uh, vessels come into the harbor. When you say design, the software works on like how to stack them, how to transport them? Yeah, it plans like where are you going to load these containers onto the vessel or where are you going to load these containers in the yard? Based on when they'll go on and when they'll come off. Exactly. Here in Seattle, Harbor Island is a man-made island, right? And we have those big container vessels come and unload right there on Harbor Island. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know very much about the history of Harbor Island, uh, but the Duwamish River apparently back in the beginning of the 20th century was a very curvaceous river and they cut it to make it more straight so that they can handle cargo and freight in and out of there. The engineering shit they did in Seattle at the turn of the century is bonkers. You know, they were a step above shovels and wheelbarrows, but it was like, I don't know, dynamite and Model T pickup trucks. <laughs> this is what all the episodes are like, actually. <laughs> like, this kind of like super digression where we're just all over the place. Yeah. One of the things I enjoy about this podcast is hearing the two of you guys talk with each other. You can hear the authenticity of the friendship. You know, sometimes I don't even care about the guitar you're talking about. I just enjoy listening to you guys talk. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. I'm glad you feel that way because our most recent iTunes feedback was horrible. <laughs> it was just like, you know, a couple of dipshits talking, which is completely valid and totally fair if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to guitar? The last few times I've picked up a guitar, I've picked up the Abernathy. And my Martin. I've been playing the Martin a lot more. What about you, Ed? Probably the Telecaster Custom. I've 
made a conscious decision to have them all handy and close. So I've been playing much more round robin style recently. I think the custom is my go-to. A nice guitar, you know? The guitar has to inspire me, and that's one of the reasons why I got rid of the Stratocaster. Right, yeah. What do you think of that, Ed? That's crazy. Listening to myself talk about stuff. I think we need to thank Alan Lenny because we forgot to do it. <laughs> Alan, thank you for talking to us. It was great. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's one of your pedals I borrowed. What did you borrow from me? It is a Black Arts Ritual Fuzz. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot you had that. <laughs> Single knob. One knob. The knob is in the center, and it's a picture that kind of looks like Jesus, I think. I think the crown of thorns kind of <laughs> verifies that for us. I, Jesus wasn't the only person that got one of those kick-ass crowns. <laughs> You make it sound like it was a kid's birthday party or something. Don't forget your crown. Don't forget your kick-ass crown. And your goodie bag. Yeah. With the frankincense in it. Yeah. And then the knob is where his eyes would be. So it's sort of like Cyclops Jesus. Yeah. Play it again. Let me hear some of that. What do you think of that? That pedal, it's kind of that on the edge, just over the edge of breakup, that kind of sputtery fuzz. Yeah, I love it. One knob. How much sputtery chaos do you want? A lot. The answer is you want a lot. Hey, Ed. Yeah. In 1942, our man Dopey? Yeah. He merges with a company in Chicago called Valco. Okay. It is a portmanteau, Ed. You're really giving me the meat of it now, John. Yeah. <laughs> Victor, Al, Lewis, and then Co. That's great. Lewis, by the way, yeah, is one of Dopey's brothers. 1942. Okay. But then there's a problem. Oh, no. They can't make the resonators anymore. How come? World War II, metal rationing. I remember this. Yep. By the time the war is over, though, Valco is one of the top makers of lap steels, I guess because they were one of the only ones doing it during the war. Okay. And they made acoustics and all kinds of stuff. Sure. Then in 52, Valco introduces the first solid body guitars. And of course, these are Supros. Right. And they were covered with that mother of toilet seat stuff. Killer. That's kind of cool. I love it. Those look great. 55, they even introduced one with a single cutaway. They were trying to compete with the Les Paul. I don't really think that was super successful. <laughs> They tried to keep up with everybody through the 50s. German carves, vibrato tailpieces, double cutaways. But I think at that point, Fender and Gibson were the game. Sure. They needed something new, Ed. Okay. Was that the something new noise? Yeah, that was a something new noise. Something new. Okay. So in 61, they debut a whole bunch of models with these fiberglass bodies that they called Rezoglass. 
And they stopped making archtop guitars all up. They're done with that. I think they did the right thing. They're kind of well-placed in 61 because the mid-60s is when that big guitar boom happens. Yeah. So they're molding these things and they're made like a clamshell. Two halves of a body put together and then attached down the middle with like a rubber gasket thing to hold it all together. And there would be a block of wood inside to kind of hold the guts. That's where the neck would attach and the pickup and all the electronics and everything. But otherwise, they were kind of hollow. Semi-semi-hollow. Yeah. And in 67, Valco even merged with K. Oh. Think about that. Dopey ended up with National, and then he merged it with Dobro, and then Dobro merged with Valco, and now in 67, Valco merges with K. Somebody's doing some empire building here. Yeah, no kidding. Consolidating power. Maybe old Dopey, he's kind of like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Until he isn't. Oh no, what happened to him? Well, in 68, that guitar boom we experienced in the mid-60s, it kind of collapses and falls in on itself. Sure. And as a result, Valco declares bankruptcy. Whoops. Great. The national name itself was used for a little while uh, by some cats in Japan. They were going to try to do Gibson copies, but nothing really came of it. Gibson copies under the national name? Yeah. (laughs) I don't believe I've ever even seen one. Weird. In 1989, a new company gets started up using that name, the National Resophonic Company. Yeah, yeah. So what happened to Supro, Ed? They fell off this story, I feel like. Do you know Pigtronics effects? Yep. They acquire the Supro name in 2013. Okay. And they start reissuing all these kind of old models. This Sahara was only made for one year, 2017 to 2018, and they did some things differently. Okay. The originals had what were called a Vista Tone pickup that was highly regarded in the 50s. Interesting thing. Seth Lover, you know Lovey? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He invented the PAF pickup for Gibson. Hot banger. Yeah, the hot banger. Right. When he invented the PAF, yeah. he cited the Vista Tone pickup as prior art. Oh, no kidding. In the patent. Wow. Yeah. From Supro from... 52. Weird. This reissue has a kind of reproduction of that Vista Tone pickup. I think it sounds wonderful. So they tried to copy it. Yeah. Oh. Here's the Vista Tone. <laughs> I think those guitars are super cool. Here's where I throw the question and you get that deer in the headlights look. (laughs) The only bummer is I can't actually see you. You can't see the panic? Yeah, yeah. Do you know is the current Supro using the molds of the old Supro bodies? The actual molds? Yeah. I'm going to guess no because they're made in China and when that company went under... And declared bankruptcy. Those molds were the least of their worries. And they're probably (laughs) long gone. (laughs) But how cool would that be? Yeah. Here's what they did differently, though, for these reissues. They're not rezo glass. They're actually ABS plastic. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, like luggage. And it's only on the top. The back is actually chambered mahogany. No kidding. Does the pickup mount to that mahogany body, I bet? The pickup and the electronics and all of that stuff goes through and mounts to the mahogany. And the top is the only kind of hollow thing. Huh. But it still has the same Dobro tailpiece. Yeah. Wedgwood blue metallic finish. This particular one is discontinued, but you can still get them uh, very reasonably. And they're great guitars. (laughs) 
We got this one from Uncle Frank over there at ThunderRoadGuitars.com. How's Uncle Frank doing? Uncle Frank is doing super swell, and I don't mind saying, yeah, the shop is a little more than twice as big as it used to be now. Yeah. Completely ready for business as soon as Washington State allows businesses to open again. But until then, you can get any of this stuff online. Yeah, I have seen pictures, and that place looks, ugh, it's so great. Oh my God. It's going to be really nice when they manage to open. But until then, you can find them online. Yeah. Speaking of online, Ed, we have some news. Oh, I'm ready. New Patreon subscriber. Oh, my God. Yeah. We need to welcome our man, Nathan Williams. Big ups, Nathan. And like we like to do. Yeah. We go on the internet box and try to find out what we can about these people. Yes. Because, you know, we care about everyone's safety here. Yes. Nathan is a hell of a guitar player, songwriter, singer. He's got one of those deep country singing voices, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but it's not country, right? It's like slacker country. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So Nathan, welcome. Shout out. And if anybody else wants to join the Patreon fervor, oh. patreon.com slash the high gain. Come on over. The water's fine. I will link to Nathan's awesome music in the show notes, Ed. Sweet. Where else can people find us, John? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Pinterest, John. Oh, I forgot the Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you do. You tag me or you ping me or something. Every once in a while, I get these notifications. Hey, the high gain added you to some fucking rando board. This quarantine has gotten to you. You asked me to make a resonator board on Pinterest, and so I did. This quarantine is getting to me, John. Let's try to hold the fort down until it's over, Ed. Until next week? Until next week, okay? Let's do it. All right, then.